Hello, welcome to Postcolonial Space. I'm Masood Raja, and today I'll briefly talk about a slice, slightly philosophical stream of thought. And it came to me while I was reading Paulo Freire's Pedagogy of the Oppressed, especially chapter 3. And there is a term that he uses, which is dialogical man. Of course, we can make it gender neutral and talk about the dialogical human. And what is the significance of creating this dialogical human self? within Freire's work, but also for our contemporary world. And I thought I should briefly talk about it and maybe it's useful to you. So in chapter three, what he is talking about is that we need to construct a world in which dialogue is possible. And then he defines dialogue as a conversation amongst equals, a dialogue in which no one is on the top and someone is at the bottom where everyone has an equal say in the process or act of communication. And then he goes on to qualify that. And for that, he then suggests certain attributes of a dialogical situation. So it has to be amongst the equals, right? Then it has to be based in love based in trust of each other and has to be involved amongst people who are capable of critical thought. And besides that, you know, there are a few other attributes that he associates with dialogue. But I wanted to focus on, on love, okay? And Freire further qualifies his idea of love. Right, so what he says is it's not masochistic love in which there is a recipient and there is someone who visits their punishments on the body of the other, right? And it can't be narcissistic love where you're so filled with your own love that you don't care about the other. So the basic principle of defining life but a dialogical self through love would be love amongst the equals and a kind of love that is not needy, that is not dependent upon the other, right? So that is something that acknowledges the humanity of the other, right? And then offers one's own humanity to that dialogical process. So what I understood by that is by that the construction of this dialogical self will then involve creating a human subject or human subjects who are capable of understanding that world ought not to be hierarchical top-down in which some people have the power to enunciate and others just listen and a world in which we are all thinking critically about our own existence about our own life and then when we come to talk about issues, we do it out of this love amongst equals. And I think that's an extremely significant insight for the political moment that we are in, in the United States, but elsewhere in the world too. You can see that in every culture and politics, there is increasing polarization polarization to a point that there are usually more than one sides to 
a conflictual or a political situation and each side has their own echo chambers their own silos and they are caught within the web of their own self-righteousness and there is no communication happening there is no dialogue happening because people on the extremes are not willing to leave the narcissistic selves and construct dialogical identities dialogical selves that can come and talk to each other with respect with trust and with love so i think beyond so many things that freire teaches us about pedagogy and how to change the world one important thing for us to learn is the construction of this dialogical self and and then to remember the qualifiers that it cannot be where i have all the answers and you just listen to me it has to be a kind of dialogue guided by love and respect of the other as equal right and where while i am expecting you to hear me out i am willing to hear you out as well right but we do that as critically conscious beings that means our opinions then will have to be well informed right we will have to know our own stance about things but then we will have to understand where someone else is coming from and maybe that or inculcating a habit of being dialogic with all the qualifiers of love trust equality and critical thought would enable us to create political and social identities that are capable of reaching out to those uh, who may have a different opinion from us now i have noticed myself in my public talks and conversations that for as long as i speak on camera or in real life with a sensitivity to that that my views are provisional and that someone might be in the audience or in my classroom whose views may not be similar as mine so as long as i can be respectful of differences of opinion i usually do okay there is not much resistance to what i say in my classes or in my public talks but a couple of times when i have taken a hard stance and displayed it right in a public talk or in an academic talk i realized that it touched certain nerves and people responded accordingly right but what i learned from that experience wasn't that i should hold bow back and not have strong opinions what i learned from that was that i am more likely to be heard if i approach a given situation dialogically but if that dialogue has the basic attributes of equality love trust right and critical thought so i thought i should share this whole idea of dialogical self as discussed and theorized by freire but not just a self that is engaged in the act of pedagogy or practice of education but a self that you me and everyone else we take every day out you know as eliot would say to meet the faces that we meet and maybe by practicing and constantly critically remembering 
as to what constitutes being a dialogical self and that love is an important part of it and that love has to be amongst the equals, right? Maybe we can have more impact in the world and maybe we can reduce the tensions of this polarized world and at least sit or stand and have a conversation with each other, you know, in kindness, in generosity, but a kind of conversation where we don't deny each other, but have differences of opinion without effacing each other or without denigrating each other. So these are some of my thoughts on the dialogical self, and uh, I hope this was of some use to you. I do highly recommend that you should read the book. And if you have time, follow our series on Pedagogy of the Oppress, where we are reading the whole book page by page, line by line. I'll be happy to answer any questions or any comments that you have. As always, I'm deeply grateful that you come and watch these videos, even though they are not technologically very, you know, hi-fi. But I'm grateful and I'm always thankful for your presence in my life. And I hope that you will keep coming back and watching these videos and sharing your ideas with me. That's all. Thank you so much. And as always, peace and love.